I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. All right, welcome everybody to Rapid Fire. You're listening to our weekly broadcast radio show. It is now syndicated, right, on multiple stations, but locally here on 95.1 WXDK and also on WCRN AM. And if you want to tune in every Saturday night from 7 to 8, you can listen to the broadcast that way, or you can sign up at our website, go to capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire and get signed up to be notified when we're going to record one of these shows so you can then be a part of the chat and be a part of the discussion and we will uh, be glad to answer your questions so uh, we're glad you're here and the network is building we're starting to uh, get some interest from other radio stations and hopefully we'll continue to grow um, but also we're online on all the usual big tech channels, and uh, if you want to participate there, you can. So welcome each week, and I wish we could do it more, but time is of the essence, and uh, it is the fastest hour in radio. So we have lots going on. We have, uh, at the time of the airing of this, we have just completed two classes with Rob Pincus, um, but if you're listening live you can still sign up for the two classes that he's offering it's thursday and friday um, and we are excited to have him here as part of his personal defense network training tour stop we're one of the official stops of the training tour and this makes it the third annual stop on his training tour except for the covid year so um, we're happy to have him back we're doing two brand new classes that he's never offered and uh, it is a armed home defense class and uh, like an active shooter response or armed outside the home concealed carry class, which is a little bit different than the typical uh, intuitive defensive shooting class that he's done in the past. So if you want to get in on those classes or if you were able to take those classes, uh, that's great. It's it's getting some great uh, you know instruction at the highest level um, and Rob is it's always a pleasure to have him in town he will be back in the New England area in September and you can book a class through Gun Owners Action League if you want to come in September if you haven't heard uh, th those classes are always at the Worcester uh, Rifle and Pistol Club and I think in Boylston so if you want to if you missed out on these classes and you want to jump in on one of his classes, I would suggest you get in touch with Angela at Goal and get signed up for one of them, uh, one of those. So it's always a pleasure to have him in town, and uh, we're really looking forward to a couple days of solid classes, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. For those of you who knew, I went to Florida a couple weeks ago. I was actually down there training with him. 
doing the instructor development or instructor training co uh, conference. And so we will probably even try to press him into service while he's here and record a little bit for rapid fire and get some of his insight as he is always on the cutting edge of uh, pistol and rifle and shotgun training um, and as well as, you know, unarmed training and whatnot. So he's got decades of experience and we love to tap into that. Also, you know, gun control is still looming in the news as it seems the breadbasket of America continues the expansion of concealed carry states. We have 18 concealed carry states now. I think Ohio is the latest one to come on board and do away with a concealed carry permit. Uh, the rest of the country, um, the coastal and, you know, the Washington federal powers that be are still pressing pretty hard for, uh, you know, gun control and, uh, you know, Obviously, uh, executive action or executive orders are always a threat to our democracy here and a threat to our uh, way of life as a 2A-loving, freedom-loving patriot. Um, we hope that that doesn't take place, but if they're saying it will and saying it's going to, unfortunately, I feel that it's there's no reason to doubt them at their word, no... no uh, Nobody who's threatened gun control has woke up one day and said, ah, just kidding, I was only thinking about it and realized it was a bad idea. Most of the people that are firmly in the camp of gun control uh, definitely continue to head down that road. Getting back to Rob Pincus for a minute, I know that uh, he came under fire in the last couple of weeks uh, about writing an article with a former Brady executive who is now a gun rights advocate and spoke at the Second Amendment rally in Washington, D.C. last year and has kind of woken up to the fact that, yeah, you know what? Gun control doesn't really work about keeping us safe. And that was always his angle. If gun control doesn't make us safer, then we definitely shouldn't be advocating for banning guns. And somebody posted a great meme that circulated around Instagram last week of this SWAT team coming to somebody's house, knocking on the door, and the lady came to the door and he says, ma'am, I'm here to get your car keys, I'm here to take away your car, give me your license, um, we're going to go ahead and take away your automobile. And she says, why? I've never even had a traffic ticket. And the guy says, right, we know you're a superb driver, but there was a drunk driving accident last night and now we're just going around, you know seizing everybody's car and vehicle and license. And that, my friends, is exactly how gun control works. Punishing responsible gun owners for the sins of the criminal element is just like that. And it doesn't make sense in any aspect of society. So we make this giant leap of faith and logic and reason and start applying stuff that doesn't make sense to guns because it's easier to blame the inanimate object than to hold people accountable and to enforce the one of 30,000 laws that are already on the books. So we have that problem too, that we just don't want to enforce the laws. And I've said this many times with regards to uh, the guy whose name is not worth mentioning who killed uh, 
Officer Gannon here in, in Yarmouth and shot the dog as well, uh, that he had 30 counts of gun charges against him the last time he was jammed up with gun felonies. And uh, 30 counts under the, you know, Bartley Fox or, you know, mandatory minimum year in jail is 30 years in jail. If we enforce that law, he's in jail for 30 years. But no, he's out for good behavior and is able to continue to kill police officers. So obviously that's a harder thing to win people over on and say, hey, let's just lock violent felons up and then we don't have to worry about them acquiring guns illegally and killing more people. So yeah, that's a, that's a problem. And most people don't want to deal with that aspect of society. They just want to you know, continue to blame the object and say, hey, we're going to take this object away. And then, you know, anyway, Matthew says, what should we be looking to buy before the impending doom? <laughs> well, I'm not an alarmist. I don't want to say, you know, hurry up and get your gun now, because I think that is a little bit of a, um, I think that's a little bit alarmist on my part and used car salesman uh, on my part. But we all know that modern sporting rifles are squarely in the sights of the uh, you know gun grabbers in Washington right now so that's where I'd start if you're gonna start anywhere or you know high capacity magazines pre-van mags and whatnot so all right guys and this break will... is brought to you by vortex optics one of the sponsors of the show we're really happy to have them on board so check them out and we will be right back I'm Toby Leary this is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. All right, welcome back, guys. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week, either on the radio, on WXTK 95.1, or online on our website. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. So before the break, we had a question about what should we be stocking up on? And my answer to that is I don't want to cause people to panic by. There's already enough of that going on. Um, but... <laughs> And I say that but as if, you know, it's the big but in the middle. Like you don't want to, I don't want to, again, come off as alarmist. But I would buy something that you would have eventually bought anyway. If you don't have a modern sporting rifle, yeah, now's probably the time to get one. And get one that makes sense. Like you don't have to go out and buy some pre-ban, expensive 
you know, $3,000 gun, you can get one that, you know, is a cheaper price point that isn't inflated because of the market. So right now we have pre-banned guns are at an all-time high. Like we have a couple AK-47s at the shop that are nearing $3,000. And this gun, you know, a year ago or two years ago probably would have been a little over two grand. So it's inflated by seven or 800 bucks. And they're not guns that I own. They are consignments. But uh, even some of the cleaner Narinko guns that were going for, you know, right around 2200 2300 bucks is now pushing 3000 bucks because it's a true pre-banned gun but you can buy guns that aren't pre-banned that still take detachable mags that take ak mags or ar-15 mags that are you know price point guns like you can get the keltec rdb when we have them for right around 11 or 1200 bucks you can get the uh m&m m10x rifle which we have in stock for 1699 and those take pre-banned AK mags. They shoot 7.62 by 39. You can check out our video on YouTube about that. I think it's a great gun for the money. You can get the Set Me L rifle, which I think is 14.99 if I'm not mistaken. It takes AR mags. You can get a Tavor, which is like right around 2,000 bucks or 2,100 bucks. Actually, I'm sorry. They're I think they're 19.99, and those take AR mags. And you know, not an inflated price. We we just went through a big shipment of those. So there's always some good options to have out there. But if you're worried and you want to buy something before the impending doom, quote unquote, then I would recommend a gun that you would be happy to have under normal circumstances. I wouldn't recommend you go mortgage the house, sell the car and, you know, get every gun you could possibly get for the, you know, at whatever price it's selling for just because you, you know, you can't, you can't find anything. Get something that makes sense, you know, a gun that takes a magazine that is still available pre-banned. That's what I would do. So, uh, And if you just got your Biden gun money, that might be a good time to invest that money into, in a, into a gun. So um, special orders coming in, question mark. Mike is looking for his Smith & Wesson 500 Magnum and his 686 357 Mag. And I just got off a conference call with... Uh, my Smith & Wesson retail advisory group that I'm a member of. And uh, there's 12 of us across the country. Actually, I think it's 10 of us across the country. And I said, guys, I need more guns. We, you know, I did thank Smith & Wesson because in the last year, they have been the steadiest as far as any vendor is concerned about sending us guns. We have got more Smith & Wesson product than any other product. So, and that still is the case from week to week. I look in the case and that case is never truly empty. And even if it's got close to being empty, it's a day or two and then we get more product in. So they're shipping week to week to week, every week. So hopefully those two guns will come in soon for you, Mike. Bob is wondering if we have any HK guns coming in. And we just went through a good batch of those. I know I have a couple coming in but i don't know if there's special orders tied to those so uh we'll see um we'll see but if you want something specific bob i would recommend you call the shop and do a special order um yeah bubba says funny when a plane crashes no one wants to ban planes well even the the boeing that had so much trouble last, a couple of years ago they launched that new boeing and i think a couple of them crashed right 
and then they mothballed them for a year to work the kinks out and they just re started uh you know they reissued them if you will and uh those are flying now but if they had another issue they would have been done forever for sure with that plane but it, they wouldn't have banned all planes that's for dang sure um also uh jim wallace oh there goes my computer my computer just crashed that's great um i got nothing oh it's back up um jim wallace from goal gun owners action league did a great job of using and putting all the fbi violent crime statistics together in a graph and a spreadsheet and uh, if you haven't seen this i recommend you go to goal's website and check it out but it documents how massachusetts is by far the highest crime state in new england and it's only second in the entire northeast to new york to new york state which has the uh new york city which i think violent crime and homicide rate is up something like 300 percent in new york city so the state itself is up i think 84 percent or uh somewhere there so if you look at that uh and i've always regurgitated that fact but i've never really had the graph to point to i've you know heard it said in many places and obviously um i've come across violent crime statistics that weren't regionalized like like that data point that jim wallace put out uh and so you could comb through it and do the work yourself but massachusetts which touts its strict gun control as lowering crime for us here in the Bay State, actually proves the opposite, that violent crime is highest in the Bay State compared to our three northern states, which are concealed carry states, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And Maine is by far the lowest, and they are one of the most recent states to go constitutional carry. carry. So um, I think as people start to look at the data and say, okay, does gun control really make us safer? And you hear uh, Joe Biden talking about this a lot every time, you know, the few times he's actually in front of a microphone and talks about gun control is he pounds his chest about the great gun control legislation that he was able to get through in 94. And it sunsetted on the, on the rest of the country in 2004, which was a, you know, a brilliant provision that the legislature put into it was we're going to tie this to something that is actionable and something that is data driven if at the end of 10 years there's no perceptible change in violent crime then why are we restricting responsible gun owners rights uh, because it doesn't make sense so once the 10-year mark came and they realized yeah guess what it didn't make anybody safer the rest of the country did away with it. But in 98, we saw the writing on the wall here in Massachusetts and we made it permanent. So we are still living under the 94 assault weapons ban here in Massachusetts. And that's one thing that scares the crap out of me as a Massachusetts resident, whenever there's national legislation presented, um, because the legislature here could just as easily say oh okay yeah that was a great idea let's adopt that in massachusetts and they basically we have a one-party system here in massachusetts and there's 
people firmly on board with that gun control makes us safer and they can't really do any wrong in that area as far as the constituency is concerned and you know it's not going to change their re-election bid next time they run for office here in the bay state which is unfortunate and uh we have picked up some ground albeit the the winds have been few and far between and nothing the needle hasn't moved much since the last update and gun control legislation here in the bay state and i will say that when it did change the last time uh it they went very hard on unlawful storage of firearms but there was some ground given in the other directions and uh now like pepper spray you can buy over the counter as you should be able to uh, stuff like that and there was a bunch of other stuff along those lines but anyway um and uh pascal is saying that uh crime actually went down in maine after they changed to constitutional carry and that's that's typical of um that's why most a lot of these states like i said we're up to 18 states has done that and the reason is they can see that kind of data driven uh you know information and say well if crime goes down when responsible people are armed let's arm responsible people and you know reap the benefit of that in our society and i will say that gun control is inherently racist uh, people oftentimes don't understand that but it is affecting those who need guns the most if you look at some of the highest crime uh, areas like Chicago and, you know, you can look at Atlanta and some of these, uh, you know, District of Columbia, some of the high minority areas that are heavily gun controlled and restricted states um, that make it very difficult uh, for the minorities that actually need guns to protect themselves. Um, it makes it impossible to get. And so I would say that gun control is inherently racist because it makes it so those who need guns the most uh, to protect themselves, it, it makes it hard for them to get them. Uh, you see the hubbub that took place from the uh, MLB moving its all-star game from Atlanta to Colorado over the voter ID laws. Well, if you want to use that same criteria, the ID requirement for purchasing a firearm is racist right i guess it's racist so uh go figure and even if you have a piece of id that proves who you are but your address is wrong guess what you can't buy a gun isn't that racist i haven't got my id changed yet well it doesn't matter you're not buying a gun today so you gotta make sure your id matches where you live in order to exercise your second amendment but obviously voting laws we don't care that's different we're gonna hold that to a different criteria but anyway i digress and we'll be right back you're listening to rapid fire i'm toby leary this is the voltec vt10i it's your travel buddy so it goes where you go to your work on the road or at the range it's the smart and rugged safe built to protect no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, 
backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Polarized, rugged, and extremely clear, Loophole Performance Eyewear filters out harsh light while dramatically reducing glare. Whether you're hiking through the backcountry, dialing in at the range, or navigating the daily grind, Loophole's crystal clear lenses will keep your eyes protected and your vision fresh all day long. Learn more about Loophole Performance Eyewear at loophole.com. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host every week. And please join us. If you want to get in on the chat, go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire and get signed up to be notified when we're going to go live. And I want to thank all the show sponsors that have been uh, joining us. We got Hornaday and Vortex Optics and Vault Tech, and we're really happy to have those and some other ones coming on soon. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, but after the uh, last break, I mean, before the last break, we were talking about, um, you know, gun control as it stands and how it affects Massachusetts and the looming threat of executive action. And frankly, this is one area that uh, I feel Donald Trump was very wrong to, uh, you know, with the bump stock ban and uh, use executive action to and regulation to ban bump stocks and make them quote-unquote machine guns Massachusetts had already done it but uh, federally they did it and uh, the uh, appeals court ruled a week or two ago that that was unconstitutional that they could not they could not call bump stocks machine guns it doesn't fit the definition you can't just redefine a piece of plastic or an inanimate object to the, the definition of machine gun when it doesn't fit the definition. So that was a huge win for Firearms Policy Coalition and Gun Owners of America and, uh, you know, all the groups that were involved with that. So that was good. And uh, I want to see more of that, more freedom heading that way, heading our way. So, and love or hate bump stocks. You know, I was kind of impartial to the to the thing as a, it's a kind of a novelty item anyway. We sold them, um, and it was a what I called a $40 stock with a $200 piece of paper in it that said it was not a machine gun. So the ATF had ruled prior during the Obama administration that it was not a machine gun. And so it came with a little ATF letter in the stock because if you heard it, it sounded like a machine gun, but 
Um, it was kind of wonky and hard to control and whatnot. And it was just a novelty item. Um, it didn't really do much for me. It was fun once in a while to do a mag dump with one, but I wouldn't have equipped my home defense gun with one. Let's put it that way. And uh, it was just one of those things. But do I think it should be banned? Absolutely not. I mean, any, you know, infringement is is unconstitutional, in my opinion, especially something like that, that is an add on device that doesn't permanently modify your gun. And that's a very slippery slope. And we kind of took Trump to task on that for for doing that. And um, I think it was a mistake. It could, you know, the argument could have uh, or the the discussion could have been had as to the place for some such novelty item. But I definitely don't think using executive order uh, to ban it was the right call or regulation to ban it. And I'm glad that the court has overruled on that. And hopefully we'll see where that heads. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Um, and Matt's pointing out that it's your one year anniversary there, Professor Claw. Uh, Roy has been with us for a year. And uh, we bought him lunch yesterday and gave him a little pat on the back and a kick in the butt and said, keep it up. So, yeah, thanks for noticing. And uh, he's he's done a lot of good around here, that more more good than harm. Let's put it that way. And uh, this show is one of those things that has uh, been a good thing that's come out. I wouldn't have attempted it without Roy. So you don't want uh, me or anyone else on the controls of this thing. So. Um, so Rodrigo says he started his ATF e-form for his SBR and he wants to know what cool SBR that I recommend you, you could get, uh, here in Massachusetts. Um, one of the easier guns I would recommend you do, and I think you might've bought one of these, I can't remember, but, uh, that PTR nine, it's like the HK 94, but it's a PTR rifle. It's a nine millimeter rifle that takes mp5 mags and it's a great pistol caliber carbine it's a lot of fun to shoot it's like the you know the hk94 roller lock gun and uh you get those they have the long pencil barrel and when you get your approval you get your 200 hundred dollar tax stamp in the mail you just whack the barrel it just shorten it right up it's real easy to do we can take care of that for you um, you can change the barrel out, but that's a long process and it's, you got to press it out and repress the new one in. It's kind of a pain in the butt and then re-headspace it. Um, I would just say cut the barrel down and we could do that for you. And that's an easier one to do uh, because you can just, you know, cut it. And there's also, uh, I remember a friend of mine did um, a, a collision cough like that. He got... Uh, I think it was one of the, uh, I'm trying to remember which one, it was the crank. And you could get the crank set up with a stock and a 16 inch barrel, apply for your SBR and then that barrel you just cut and re-clean up the end cut and you're good to go. Any type of AR is real easy to SBR because the barrels are so easy to change out especially even the SIG MCX would probably be my number one choice or MPX would be probably one of my number one choice in an SBR. I would love to have, I don't have one and maybe I got to get one, but <laughs> the SIG MPX with a five and a half inch barrel would be a really cool SBR. Um, so something in that, you know, 
thread or vein, uh, Rodrigo would be a good one. If you get the Robinson Arms XCR rifle, the XCRL, those are another one that's real easy to SPR because you can get the barrel um, is so easy to change. It's a one screw out of the bottom, pulls right off. Um, just make sure you get the shorter, the standard handguard if you want to SPR one of the Robinson armament. So those would all make great SPRs. Um, I have a couple of ARs that I SBR'd, but if you don't have an AR and, you know, going through the hoops to get one now, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, what are the, how do you get an SBR these days in Massachusetts? And you can still get them from a face-to-face -face transfer. So if you know someone who has one for sale and they've legally owned it and, you know, they can transfer it to you, uh, police officers can certainly do it to you. Uh, transfer one to you you just want to make sure it's in its post-band configuration if it's not a pre-band AR and what that all means if you're not well versed on assault weapons ban law is it just can't have the evil features like um, threaded muzzle it can't have a uh, what do you call it a uh, bayonet lug a flash hider a collapsible stock all those evil features which make it go from a sporting rifle to an assault rifle makes it extra dangerous because it wants to kill people all of a sudden if it has a collapsible stock instead of just being for sporting purposes now it has jumped across that line and it you got to keep it under lock and key extra special lock and key at night because it's an assault weapon and uh, so whatever all that means but anyway I got some people asking if I ever think that these laws will change here in Massachusetts. And the only way I see them changing is by federal, you know, in federal court. So hopefully we'll see the one of the many legal challenges actually have its day in court. And that would be great if we can, if we can uh, have our day in court, I think then we will see some of these laws go away but until that day it's not gonna it's not gonna happen Davey's wondering are binary triggers legal in mass and the answer to that is yes we sell them here at Cape Gunworks binary triggers kind of make the whole bump stock ban moot if you ask me because binary triggers are actually easier to use than a bump stock um, so they're, again, another novelty item. A couple of guys here at the shop had the, the, new, um, the new rare breed, uh, what do they call it, forced reset triggers at the shop the other day. And it was pretty funny. Uh, it sounded like someone was having a great time and didn't realize we were in an ammo shortage the other day on our range. And uh, then I look in and see it's my guys who are working. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, great, yeah. Hey, Bob, how are you, bud? Good to see you. And um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I thought it really funny that I'm like, who's paying for that ammo? Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm sure it was them getting into their uh, personal stash. But it sounded good, and uh, yeah, so binary triggers are perfectly legal. Um. So you can get my favorite binary trigger, by the way, and we have them in stock, is the one for the Ruger 1022. 
And I had a question earlier in the chat that I hadn't got a chance to answer yet, but someone was saying with this ammo shortage, what is my favorite 22 rifle? And uh, we have some great 22 rifles, and I'm a quality over quantity guy, but one of the rifles we got that is just gorgeous, and we have it in, in stock right now, is the uh, Car Arms uh, distributes it. It's a uh, competition rifle with a heavy barrel, but it's like a carbon fiber heavy barrel, so it's super lightweight. And uh, it's the Magnum Research ones. If you haven't seen the Magnum Research uh, competition rifles, they're phenomenal. Based on a 1022 action, and they are just gorgeous guns. We have a couple of those in stock. They're not cheap. They're about a thousand bucks, but they are awesome. So I would highly recommend you come check one of those out. Be a fun gun to shoot. They have a match grade trigger, but you could also get just a Ruger 1022. Uh, cheap and cheerful one. We have a couple cool American takedown ones or the USA shooting team takedown ones in stock right now with a multicolored stock, but the stocks are relevant because you can change them out. You can, Magpul makes a stock for them and whatnot. And then drop that uh, binary trigger in it and it's awesome. You know, it's really fun. And that makes a 22 a lot of fun. So yeah, that'd be a good way to go. Um, and it's a nice flat face trigger anyway. So uh, and for those of you who don't know what a binary trigger is, it basically means it fires when you pull the trigger and it fires when you let off the trigger. So for every action with the trigger, it fires around. Now, it has a special position on the, you know, you go safe, fire, and then binary. So um, you you put it on safe, it doesn't fire at all. You put it on semi-automatic and it fires just like it always does. When you flick it to binary, it fires when you pull on the trigger and when you release the trigger. So you can get it going pretty quick just by, you know, firing it, uh, you know, getting the Jerry Mitchellick trigger finger going. So you, you just, <laughs> you know, it makes those of us who are human be able to shoot like Jerry. Um, <laughs> if, you ever, if you've never seen one of Jerry Mitchellick's videos, go on YouTube and check that out. It's pretty fun to watch him shoot. He's a... You'd have, if you really ever ban machine guns, you'd have to ban his trigger finger because he can probably shoot faster than a binary trigger now. So, um, yeah, it's one of those amazing feats. He's one of the wonders of the world when you watch him go. So, um, Guys, don't forget, uh, we have a really cool class. It's a brand-new class coming up. Uh, Tim, one of our guys here at the shop, is teaching a youth air rifle class for ages 11 to 14 here at Cape Gunworks. So go on capegunworks.com and click on uh, or capegunworks.com forward slash events or just click on the class calendar and you can, you'll see it there. So uh, get your kids or your neighbors or your friends' kids signed up for the youth air rifle class. A good introduction to guns in a safe environment. It's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it. So that's a neat class coming up. And uh, we will be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. 
May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back. This is Toby. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Thanks for joining us every week at 7 p.m. on Saturdays. And you can also join us on the web. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. Get signed up. Be a part of the discussion. We'll answer your questions and get to the stuff that we want to talk about, which is usually guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense, training, etc. A little politics as long as it's along the lines of Second Amendment discussion. So we get into that a little bit. I don't wade too deep into the political arena because, frankly, everybody has their own opinion about politics. And... I'm not here to change your mind. If you are a Republican or Democrat, that's cool. I hope that you hold your political party or your political affiliation accountable in the context of the Second Amendment. I think there's a movement starting amongst, uh, you know, the left, their leaning crowd of gun owners. And I applaud that. I really do. I say my hat's off to you. I have always said that the Second Amendment is for everyone. And I don't care what you believe. I just, if you want to be a part of the Second Amendment, we welcome you and embrace you. But I also hope that you, as you see the importance of the Second Amendment, um, that you will start to hold political figures' feet to the fire, so to speak, and hold them accountable for how they tread so easily upon your rights. And I I don't know if you guys were able to hear... um, a segment I did on Howie Carr a couple weeks ago, but I talked about that and I said, think about what our founding fathers did. They gave their fortunes, their land, their freedom, their, they put their freedom on the line, their families, a lot of them, all on the line. And in a lot of cases, their lives on the line for what we have today. And now people who go to Washington, they get sent there by, you know, their first term in office and they stand before the world and say, hey, guns are evil and bad and we need to ban them. They're not willing to pledge their life, their freedom, their family for the sake of what they're saying. Right. It was it was the battle was a couple hundred years ago. And it was hard fought and it was won and we kicked tyrants out. But now people want to put the chains back on and say, uh, oh, we need to change things. You know, muskets are a lot different than an AR-15. Well, so is a quill pen and a computer, right? Technology. Our founders were smart enough to envision technological advancement and They didn't say, hey, the deer might assault us, so we need to make sure hunting rifles are preserved. No, 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 no. They had just sent the British home on their boats, and the colonialists and the, you know, the Redcoats uh, 
we're we're taking a one-way trip across the pond and they weren't concerned about they knew i mean preserve hunting and providing for your family is another thing that's axiomatic right it's obviously self-evident like you don't even need to say it i even feel self-defense is self-evident you don't even need to say it it's a inherent right of human beings on earth to be able to defend themselves but our founders at least said took it the, the next step and said our rights are given to us by our creator and you know the thing right no <laughs> our rights are given to us by our creator and these are not alienable they're inalienable or inalienable rights so because they're not given to us by man they can't be taken away from us by man and it is self-evident that you have the right to keep and bear arms for defensive purposes and for hunting but sometimes it's not obvious that we are giving you know we're preserving these rights for defense against the tyrant tyrannical government or the tyrant that was the intent of the framers so whenever we get some junior congressman up there pounding the lectern about how we need to ban guns it has they have the luxury of not needing to pledge their fortune their property their lives and their families upon that that they are so willing to give up all the hard fought blood sweat and tears of the prior generations but yet now they want to just take it away willy-nilly so I hope people start holding politicians' feet to the fire. And on the other side of the break, we'll get to your questions. Rant over, all right? So I'm, I'm stepping down off the south box. But um, yeah, so don't forget to check out private lessons too. Um, we have some great instructors here at Cape Gunworks. And check out the course calendar for availability on that. And if you're not into taking a full class, but you want to sharpen your skills, Jump in with one of our instructors. That'd be awesome. All right. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. First focal plane, glass etched reticle keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4x zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long distance precision shooting. The single piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fogproof performance. Purpose built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire. Join us every week at 7 p.m. on Saturdays. And also, you can go to our website and get notified. If you go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire. We were talking about a bunch of stuff before the break, and I, as promised, said I will get to your questions. 
And so Richard is wondering, with summer coming, do I recommend belly bands and which one? I actually do like belly bands, but I'm very specific in the one I like. Uh, I like the crossbreed modular belly band because it takes advantage of a Kydex holster, but it now Velcros to the belly band. And it has, like, you, you stick it on and then you have this, the pull tab that you use to pull it around your waist and stick it to itself goes around the holster so it has like an extra level layer of protection so if you're wearing an outfit um, that doesn't involve a belt it's less likely to kind of peel away from your body a little bit the regular belly band um, you don't have the advantage or luxury of being able to reholster the gun once you draw it because it just collapses right against your body so it's okay for like you know deep concealment um, I wouldn't say it's going to be as easy to grip the gun and draw it and fire it, especially with some sort of Velcro uh, retention device. But some people want like the thin, tight, hugging belly band for, you know, maybe if they're running or they're wearing dress clothes and they tuck in their shirt so they don't want bulk and whatnot. But the modular belly band takes it kind of the extra step and you have the advantage of getting a modular holster with a velcro on the back that has kydex on the front so it retains its shape so when you draw the gun you can reholster it and if you're a, a woman who's wearing like leggings or some sort of pants that don't have a, uh, a belt or you're wearing a skirt even or a dress you could use this and you don't have to rely on the belt to hold it on tight to your body because the belly band you cinch it up around your waist and then you put the holster on and then you kind of pull the pull it even more stretch it around and velcro over it so it it works really good and then you get the fitment of a kydex holster with the luxury of having that belly band so and i recommend you wear it the same way you would an inside the waistband holster just right above your belt line um, so you can get a good one-handed shooting grip on the gun before drawing it out of your holster so that's a great way to go but the nice thing about belly bands is you can experiment with where to carry on your body you have kind of that 360 degree advantage of being able to spin the belly band anywhere you want so if you want to try out appendix you can try that if you want to try three o'clock or four o'clock carry you know strong side carry you can if you want to do small of the back for some reason maybe you're you know work on your hands and knees all day or you know in whatever type of business you you're you're in uh and you can't necessarily um have you know good access to the to the forefront or whatever you know i don't know what business you're in but or a job you do but you can make it work no matter what with that you know belly band spinning it around so there you have it that's the one i would recommend richard and crossbreed makes a huge variety of holsters for it so it holds an extra mag as well word on the street executive orders are coming tomorrow not an assault weapons ban but other stuff yes i heard that davy and hopefully that is not the case but brace yourself i guess we're going to find out um hr 127 bill that they are trying to pass uh or 1207 excuse me is a bill that they are trying to pass online ammunition sales and anyone buying a thousand rounds at once will be reported to the state police uh, to be on record I believe wow that's a great database to uh, to have to sit there and sit on can you imagine that guy 
I mean, his inbox is going to be pretty cluttered. You better have a team of people to put together that spreadsheet. But um, yeah, that's crazy talk. I think that'll be uh, shot down. Well, who knows? Let's see how it how it how it all shakes out. A lot of bills get introduced, most of which don't even get voted out of committee to go to a general floor vote, like uh, the one that Sheila Jackson Lee, um, you know, sponsored early earlier in the year um, but let's hope that you know j cooler heads will prevail and those that are certainly going to be running for re-election sooner rather than later will say you know what i'm not going to touch this third rail because i think most people no matter what you believe politically i think an overwhelming majority of americans believe in the right to keep and bear arms and will not tolerate that being touched so hopefully We'll see that uh, that go go away. So, uh, shooting gallery New England says thoughts on a fanny pack holster. LOL. What's wrong with a fanny pack? I think you could bring it back. I think you could rock it with your Walkman. You have a spot for your Walkman, and you know you plug your Walkman into the fanny pack, and you you listen to Run DMC. And I wear your parachute pants. I think it's a good way to go. I think it, you could bring it back. And if anyone could do it, you could do it, Joe. So um, <laughs> there are some people walking around with the fanny pack holsters. And uh, and uh, Pascal says, I know a guy who carries in a man purse. And uh, yeah, the Merce, as they're also known as. Uh, <laughs> and I remember once upon a time, somebody gave me, they knew I was a good Bible-believing person and... Uh, churchgoer and i got this holster that looked like the the good book it, it was like all 66 books of the king james version and uh you open it up and inside it was just a holster held a couple extra magazines and stuff so um anyway i think the best way to go as far as off body carry in my opinion is the vertex bags i really like them because they're more than just a Hey, look at me. I'm wearing something that's no longer fashionably in style. So it's probably a gun. Like the, I know the Sneaky Pete's or the, uh, what are those other ones that go deep inside? And I forget what they are. But you pull them and the gun goes flying across the room. Um, but anyway, those type of holsters are calling attention to themselves. Or they're like a giant cell phone case. Wink, wink, you know. And they're calling attention to themselves. And most people don't walk around like that in the real world anymore. So I would rather just have a less in-your-face type of carry like a Vertex backpack or something, which has kind of a concealed pocket in it. And now my backpack does double duty as holding useful stuff. Um, so in other words, it fits a laptop. It holds a medical kit. It has my notebook in it and, you know, my laptop cord and i use it a lot to travel so i'll throw my earphones in there my bose noise canceling earmuffs whatever so all that kind of stuff so and it gives you really quick access to the gun but any off-body carry is something that um you have to treat just like the gun so you can't put that bag down anywhere that you would put a gun you not put a gun down so you got to be careful about that. Um, 
Bob saying he uses his old Walkman back, his old Walkman pack for his Caltech P32. See, like I said, if you're that stylish, Bob, you you can rock anything and get away with it. So that's the way I feel. Um, <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. Um, well, there goes another show in the books, guys. Like I said, it's rapid fire. It's rapid fire for a reason because it goes quick. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. And if you're listening and you want to get your license to carry or you know someone who does, check out our regularly scheduled license to carry classes and our ladies only classes. We also have the cool couples classes. So something neat to do with your significant other and uh, come check it out. But go to capegunworks.com slash classes. And thanks again for joining us this week for Rapid Fire. We'll see you again next time. Thanks so much. I'm Toby Leary.